You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's good? You're listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo. We are less than two weeks away from the start of the early signing period. We've got Steve Wiltfong on this show. He is the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports. We've got some big topics to talk about, including spatula season. It's when flips begin to happen. We've got a few at the quarterback position, including Luke Altmeyer switching his commitment from Florida State to Ole Miss. We're going to talk about that. We will also go in-depth on Jake Garcia backing off his longtime commitment to USC and where the Trojans could possibly go from here. And we'll look a bit ahead to 2022 at the quarterback spot specifically as South Carolina looks to hang on to Gunnar Stockton, a top 24-7 prospect. Remember to hit that subscribe button, rate us, review us, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your recruiting question, and you can hear us answer that question on this show on an upcoming mailbag episode. Joining us now on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is Steve Wiltfong. He is the Director of Recruiting at 24-7 Sports. And before I get to any of my other questions, my first question, Steve, is... Is my shirt in in the mail? Is my spatula season shirt in the mail? Man, I need someone to make one for me. I think it's awesome. We need them network <laughs> because it is spatula season. We are in the heart of it. Flips are happening. You even see college football personnel using spatula gifs or gifs or whatever they're called on uh, social media when they get the spatula out. I love it. It's that time of year. I only love it when we know it's coming, though, Blair. I don't love it when we get blindsided by it. Nothing like a blindsided spatula hitting you in the face. I, I, those, those are not those are not fun, uh, and that's why you know we have to stay on some of these recruitments. You know, to to maybe take our listeners behind the curtain in a way. You know, most of the time when a recruit comes off the board and he commits. Uh, you you stash him away. You continue to talk to him, but you, you never really want to press him until maybe something substantial happens, whether that's a coaching change or a team isn't doing as well as as, as they are or or as they should be. Uh, or if there's a new offer that that kind of enters the picture that maybe wasn't in the conversation when said recruit made his initial commitment. Uh, so those are all maybe underlying factors when you start to really look at a potential flip. Yeah, or a team that offered you early on in the process wasn't as promising looking as they are now after getting on the field and and playing some games. And Ole Miss is a program in particular who has looked like they're having a lot of fun playing football on Saturdays. They've won three ball games in a row, and they just got the spatula out this week, Blair. Luke Altmeyer, a former commit to Florida State, he is the number 15 pro-style quarterback in the 2021 class. He's from Starkville, Mississippi, the number five overall prospect in the state of Mississippi, according to 24-7 sports rankings. And Lane Kiffin gets his future quarterback, which right now is a position, I think, uh, when you look at some some hot spots uh, across the country that are very attractive to recruits, you have to look at that QB spot at Ole Miss. 
and they needed one this cycle because the guy that they took last cycle, Cade Renfro, he's already in the portal, and I believe they moved him to receiver. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so they needed a, a big-time guy this cycle. Matt Corral expected to come back next year. He'll be a Heisman candidate coming into the season, ranked second or third nationally in, in, in total yards, and, and Ole Miss is uh, ranked number three nationally in total offense and number seven nationally in passing offense, number six nationally in passing efficiency. I give you all those stats. Those stats are the reason why Luke Altmaier decommitted from Florida State and committed to Ole Miss. He, he, did, he, he did only get a chance to visit Tallahassee twice. They were just short day trips. Uh, um, but he had a terrific relationship with Mike Norvell and, and Kenny Dillingham. But he sees what Matt Corral has done without a spring football. And he, he said his quote was just how easy th- this offense is for, for first year. Uh, of the new scheme, it goes to show how easy it is for a quarterback like him to fit so perfectly and produce like he does. I think Altmaier sees himself uh, doing the same. He, he has a 24-7 sports player comp to Shane Bouchelle, who came into the weekend, ranked second nationally in, in, in passing yards. Luke Altmaier's got all the traits to come into Oxford and light it up when when his number's called, a, four, a four-star recruit. And, and, and this can really get the momentum going for Ole Miss and company who started Friday morning, they were ranked like number 73 in the 24 seven sports composite player rankings in there. They're already, they're up to number 55 and, and they got a great chance to finish in the top 25 Blair come December and February. When you look at Luke Altmaier's profile on 24 seven sports, you mentioned Shane Bouchelle, his, his being his, his player comp. Uh, Barton Simmons has a really in-depth scouting report on there as well and and he mentions that he's slight in frame and that reminds me of Matt Corral I I think what Lane Kiffin is doing here and going after a a quarterback that really fits uh, his style a guy that can be mobile in the pocket can extend plays can be creative can improvise Uh, I I like what Luke Altmaier can be in that offense Matt Corral's got amazing arm talent. Uh, uh, Luke Altmaier is a guy that sees the field well, makes good decisions with the football, can can extend plays, and, and uh, he takes care of it. And he, he's a guy that's, you know, he, he's a, a three-year starter for one of the program's top high school football programs, had a big junior year, 37 touchdowns, five interceptions, th- uh, threw for over 3,000 yards. And then this year, in, in, a, in a short season, seven games, threw for almost 1,700 yards. And, and 16 scores and, and added uh, the running element to his game this year, ran for a career high 332 yards over the course of seven games. So I, I think that he's a guy that um, he, I didn't know, there was a time where I didn't know where Ole Miss was going to go uh, at quarterback in this class, but the way they played, it came together for them to flip Luke Altmaier. And this will be one of the biggest flips in, in this entire 2021 cycle. So Ole Miss flips quarterback Luke Altmaier. He's a top 200 prospect overall in the 24-7 sports composite. We're going to be back more with Steve Wilfong to continue to discuss spatula season. You're listening to the 24-7 sports football recruiting podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by the Director of Recruiting at 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong. You can follow him at swiltfong247. And if you're not doing so, you better get on it now because... The early signing period is fast approaching. We are less than two weeks away from the big day. And and we're estimating, Steve, that probably 70 to 75% of commits are probably going to sign again. I I feel like this cycle has been unique. Uh, The the circumstances have been obviously different than than we've dealt with in the past. And, And I feel like recruits... Uh, the way you know they're they're speaking, the way their families are speaking, the way coaches are, are speaking about the process, we're anticipating it to be a very eventful uh, early signing period. Yeah, even less guys expected to go all the way till February. Less elite guys. I mean, I, I think we'll have well over eighty percent put pen to paper uh, and, and sign their letters and letters of intent here on December sixteen. And look, I know kids weren't able to go out and visit schools in that traditional fashion that we've seen in, in past recruiting cycles. But you and I both know that going back to March when this pandemic first hit, recruiting's about all these, about all these schools could really do. Uh, most of them didn't have spring balls, but they could recruit their asses off. And, and they had a lot of Zoom meetings and, and, and things with, with prospects. And, and prospects were still able to get a lot of information on these schools. Some of them went out and, and, and visited on their own and walked around the campus and saw the building. But relationships were built, genuine relationships were built, probably even stronger uh, than normal with the amount of attention and, and time coaches had to, to put on the recruiting trail. And I think here comes December and and these schools are going to want to have all their committed guys signed so they know where they're at especially with the first year of the uh what's going to be that open transfer rule they want to know exactly where their roster's at what freshmen are coming in and and who they you know who's leaving early for the draft and what positions do they need to uh, go court on uh, on the transfer wire we brought out the spatulas for the first segment and now we're going to discuss another prospect that looks to be headed for for that spatula and that would be Jake Garcia. He's a four-star quarterback from Grayson High School in the state of Georgia, originally from the state of California in the, in the southern region and, and transferred over to the East Coast to be able to play his senior season. He recently backed off a longtime commitment to USC. The Trojans of course had two quarterbacks committed in this 2021 class with Garcia and Miller Moss, another four-star prospect from Southern California. And now Miami is trending on the crystal ball for Jake Garcia. Well, it's a two years in a row. USC loses a top two, four, seven quarterback, Bryce Young. Obviously, the big flip, the big spatula, uh, the biggest one of that 2020 cycle, flipping from USC to, to Alabama. And then Jake Garcia committed the next day or, or whatever uh, within the next two days and, and has been in the fold till then. But the USC, they're going to, if they can't land Jackson Dart, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, they're they're going to have to go get a transfer quarterback and may have to anyway with with just the lack of depth that they're going to have 
on the roster on that position behind Keaton Slovis. Obviously, they still have Miller Moss in the fold, the top 247 recruit as well. But Jay Garcia, he kept the door open for other schools. Much of the process continued to talk to several schools. Miami's the one that's uh, always been mentioned as the hottest. Uh, uh, but you and I, we have mid-level crystal ball forecasts in favor of Miami. The mid-level prediction I have is because Florida State, uh, you know, you talk to people uh, regarding Jake Garcia and Florida State, and there seems to be a lot of genuine interest in the Knowles, and they lose Luke Altmaier. Uh, it's not a big position need for Florida State. Every other room in that Florida State football facility is a need, and I think we're going to see Florida State hit that transfer portal as hard as anybody after the season. But they they landed two pretty darn good quarterbacks last cycle. But a guy like Jake Garcia, he can go in and elevate your room and compete with anybody uh, in, in year one. And, and I think that he, he's been to Florida State a couple of times. And Kenny Dillingham has a great report with him. Uh, obviously, you know, Miami is the prediction. That's ultimately where we think he'll go right now. But I, I think Florida State's in this one for Jake Garcia. Tremendous arm talent, and you, and you know exactly why colleges and coaches continued their pursuit of Jay Garcia despite that longstanding commitment to USC. Now, the Trojans uh, have always been with, with two quarterbacks in this class essentially all year, and they recently offered another quarterback, fast-rising four-star Jackson Dart out of the state of Utah. He put up insane numbers as a senior this year. He had an undefeated season, led his team to a state championship, and it went into the season without any Power 5 offers. USC is in the mix right now, heavily involved, along with ASU, UCLA, and a few other schools. I do feel like it's those three. And with Jake Garcia coming off the board and now making it maybe a bit more attractive, I think USC could be eking out uh, and kind of making themselves uh, a little separation up there at the top for 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 Jackson Dart. It's going to be an interesting one. So he this weekend when we're recording this podcast, he is in Los Angeles to train with his quarterback coach and he's going to be able to go out to USC, going to be able to go out to UCLA. Uh, I had a source tell me that he's planning to go out to ASU next weekend ahead of the early signing period and will sign early and will enroll early. So the Jackson Dart drama or saga or whatever we want to call it is going to come to a close soon but for USC you mentioned it I I thought you touched on it very well there it is important and highly critical that they get another quarterback in this class and that's why they offered him Jackson Dart uh give him Gatorade National Player of the Year right now the man chalk it up chalk it up in 14 games 4,691 yards passing that's 335 a game and they didn't need him for all four quarters in most of those contests 67 touchdowns, only four picks, and the young man also went for almost 1,200 on the ground, 12 more scores. That's a huge improvement from junior to senior year in the way he ran the football and and then uh, nearly doubled his production through the air as well and obviously tripled it in in touchdown passes and then lowered his interception number by half. The, The high school game was going in super slow motion for Jackson Dart this year, and with that, he he shot up people's boards. I talked to several people over the weekend about his recruitment. They really think it's down to just USC and Arizona State. I believe he also visited USC over his bye week, Blair, uh, during the fall. So he's been. This will be his second time there during the pandemic. And, and, and my gut is is that USC is the one to beat right now for him. But uh, he's a he's a young man that's obviously going out and uh, making sure he he knows what he wants to do and. 
Uh, maybe he's considered the second quarterback in USC's class, but I mean, he's as good. The way he played as a senior is as good as anybody at that position is going to play this fall or come this this spring when some other people play their seasons. And and, and it'll be interesting to see what he does on the next level. And I, I kind of like USC there, and I think USC is going to be one of the super fun teams to watch on the trail leading up to this early signing period. Yeah, USC seems to have their hand in a lot of different pots here heading into the early signing period. Steve, before we let you go, there there was one more bit of news this past weekend that we wanted to discuss, and that was the hiring or the reported hire of Shane Beamer at South Carolina to replace Will Muschamp and as and and how that could relate or, or how that could affect 2022 quarterback Gunnar Stockton. He's out of the state of Georgia. He's a top 24/7 prospect and you know whenever there is a coaching change uh the recruits that are on board in the future always have to maybe reassess where they're standing. Yeah, so Gunnar Stockton committed to South Carolina over Georgia. His relationship with Mike Bobo and Connor Shaw uh, goes back to um, before he could write in cursive and uh, uh, maybe before he could tie his own shoes. He's known those two guys for a long time. He's got autographed photos of both those guys in his bedroom right now. Uh, and, and so his trust in those guys and his belief in those guys, uh, if they're still at South Carolina moving forward, I think South Carolina's got a great chance to keep them in the fold. If they're not, I would suspect that Gunnar Stockton will reevaluate his options and and and, and probably you know jump back out and, and, and see what's good. You know, Shane Beamer's a terrific recruiter. He's been in South. He's been at South Carolina. The players loved him. He did a fine job recruiting for them when he was there. So he's you know he's not going to drop the ball in, in Gunnar Stockton's recruitment as far as an attention to detail standpoint goes. But those relationships with Bobo and and Connor Shaw were massive for uh, Gunnar Stockton, who's the number one ranked dual threat passer, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. And he's got three more games to go as a senior. He's having a monster year. He's, he's completing 71% of his passes. He's got 40 touchdown passes. He's only thrown one interception. He's rushed for almost 1,221 more scores. Not quite Jackson Dart numbers, but he's having himself a terrific year as well with three more games to go. Hopefully it'll be Rayburn County and Georgia's first ever state championship if they can win it all. And then after that, after a season's over, then he'll evaluate where things stand with South Carolina. And I think he'll also have a better idea what that staff's going to look like uh, over the next couple of weeks as well. Steve Wilfong delivering the goods. And, and the only thing he needs to deliver are those shirts. Steve, we got to get on it. Spatula season shirts. I think it'll be a big hit. Blair, you're an artistic mind, man. I think you could design those shirts. You know, when yeah, you I, I, need to, I need to get on it. The, my goal is to see players on the seven on seven circuit next spring wearing spatula season shirts uh, out on the fields man i don't want any of them wearing spat i don't want anyone <laughs> i want when 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 they commit i want us to be able to move on to the next story and not have to backtrack so i want no i don't want them to even know they can flip that's great that's great steve wilfong director of recruiting for 24 7 sports you will want to follow him for the next two weeks and and for the future after that over at on Twitter at SWiltfong247. Steve, as a pleasure as always. Take care, y'all. Thanks, Blair. Have a good one. All right, that was Steve Wiltfong. He is the director of recruiting at 24-7 Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. <laughs>